let's get going then. Coach Helen for UFIT Studio. Okay, I've got a couple of, well, I've got one big definition. So this is a three-part series. I'll probably have to repeat this uh, definition again tomorrow when it comes down to it, so each episode. So we're talking about A, limiting and belief. Uh, what I want to do first, though, is explain what a limiting belief is. So here we go. Limiting belief. A limiting belief. That's I got dogs home here. I have shut two doors, still in the barking. A limiting belief. I'm limiting myself thinking I can get through alive without dogs barking. A limiting belief is a state of mind, conviction or belief that you think to be true that limits you in some way. So I'm going to go over that. There is a bit more to this. I'm going to go over that first sentence again. As I'm reading it. I don't know off my heart yet. A limiting belief, limiting belief, is a state of mind, conviction or belief that you think to be true. So by true means factual, usually. So you think to be true that limits you in some way. The limiting belief could be about you, your interactions with people, or with the world and how it works. Limiting beliefs, this is the big one, limiting beliefs can have a number of negative effects on you. Hmm. Now, what I'm going to do is take a theme of a limiting belief, right, and go through them each day this week because they are the most common um, and what we hear most often from people. They say that the reason why I can't do something is or I'm unable to do something is and then they usually come out with a limiting belief that they believe to be true, as in factual. They believe it to be a true reason um, why they're unable to move forward in their goal, whether that's um, health or personal or otherwise. Um, and it's limiting them moving forward, but it is true in their minds, right? It's a limiting belief. It is having negative impacts. <clears throat> so here we go. Oh, don't see, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going forward one there. I was like so excited. Part one. So this is the first limiting belief. And this is how it sounds. If I had more willpower, I could stop eating so much junk food, right? So if I had more willpower, more willpower, I could stop eating so much junk food, right? So that's a statement that somebody, maybe yourself at one point, may believe to be true, right? They believe it to be a true fact. So the truth would be, I believe, so I believe that I can't lose weight because I do not have enough willpower. And the reasons why it's true is because I can't stop eating as much junk food. So therefore, that's why I'm not losing weight. The fact is I'm not, don't have enough willpower. I don't have enough willpower, therefore I, start, I can't stop eating junk food, right? That is a limiting belief. Now... And the negative uh, result or effect would be, if you, you draw the line after that, um, that um, you are unable to lose weight or you find it really challenging to lose weight in a given time because actually this belief system is that I will always keep eating more junk food because I'm not strong enough mentally, right? I don't have, I'm weak mentally, right? Now, let's just take, I'm going to take willpower in this instance, right? Because some of you may have seen uh, Sam's little live shout out about willpower um it wasn't a coincidence by the way wasn't does willpower exist uh so sam put this out if you didn't see it on uh, instagram and facebook he put a question out does willpower exist yes or no and i happened to see the answers now every single person that answered that survey said yes willpower exists now i've done willpower and said what i think about willpower let's just crap it i don't think it exists right i don't think willpower exists in an infinite 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 amount right we believe somewhere, I think, belief again, we believe it to be true that some people are born with phenomenal willpower, right? They have phenomenal willpower. Um, it's like magic. And then some people are born without it. Like they're born without an extra leg or something, I think, sometimes. That's what people believe, that you've been born with willpower 
or you are not. Therefore, if your limiting belief is, I don't have, I was not born with enough willpower. So it's obvious that's why I can't lose weight, therefore I'm eating so much junk food. Because like, this person has way more willpower than me. Look at them, how much willpower they got. Loads. I have none. I was born with 5%. That person was obviously born with 100% willpower. Now, when I say it like that, you might go, oh, that sounds silly. And yet, there's part of it that actually probably rings true somewhere with you when you hear that. You think, oh, actually, yeah, I've probably thought that myself before. Yeah. I think we probably all have. Right? The reality is that it's not just about willpower. Like, I could talk about that and talk about leverage and what's important and goal setting, all the rest of that. The reality is, though, it's a lot about environment as well, right? We assume it's it's kind of magic, but actually it's a lot about environment. Now, when I talk about these clients, uh, I don't know if you've seen these videos, I'll describe them in case you haven't. Uh, I'm not going to do a live one here because I think I'd be, my willpower would shatter like a deck chair today, fold straight away. It's fasting day, right? Have you ever seen, uh, it's either with, usually with toddlers or children or, so I've seen, I've even seen it with pet uh, dog owners, I don't know the dogs, right? When they say they leave the child, or in some cases the dog, in a room with their favourite treat and go, right, don't eat it until I come back. And they film what happens. Uh, and you see, you see varying results, right? And some people might look at that and go, oh, that's varying results of willpower, right? Especially if you see the kids, they're brilliant. Uh, they're kind of like, you see them kind of like, you could see, you could literally see the face going through the willpower struggle of, oh, oh mum or dad said I can't eat it, but look at it, it's my favourite, oh, look at that. You see your kids kind of lean in and smell it. And there's that one kid, there's always that one kid, it just kind of like, just kind of sticks his tongue out and licks whatever it is on the side, just like that, like, yeah. And then there's always the, 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 the third kid or final kid, he's just like, I think the door doesn't even close, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, literally, the parent comes in and they're just, like, wiping. The kid's like, and the parent's like, where has it gone? He's like, oh, no, 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 disappeared. And so if you look at it from the outside, you go, well, that, that kid's got no willpower. That kid's got loads of willpower. Now, again, what those videos show is that, that regardless, willpower is an infinite at any point. Um, if they said don't touch it, every child at some degree touched it or licked it or damn right ate it, right? Now, our adult lives are actually not that different now you're never <laughs> physically trapped in a room with your favorite favorite thing right and told not to lick it however environment plays a huge role so if you especially um if i'm talking to people oh, which is quite a lot right let's it's everyone working from home right um environmentally we're in a very different situation actually our whole house is the equivalent or our home is equivalent of that experiment pretty much 24 7 right? If it's there, it doesn't have to be in the room in front of you, it can actually just be in the entire house and still principally have the same result as that kid with, I think it's a donut I saw, which is awesome, right? The kid with the donut, right? It's still principally the same situation. Now, you can say it's portion control, yes. Um, you can say it's about healthy choices, about leverage, yes. But actually, the, there's a step process to do with your environment, right? Which I'm talking to more and more clients about, and they do understand it when I say this. So if you're going to be looking at your home, and this is I'm going to talk about this collectively as a group or as an individual, it's always important to start to understand, and I've talked about this briefly, I'm talking about it a bit, a bit in more depth when it comes to willpower, is about the traffic light system for your kitchen, right? However you look at it. Because there's a, a process for the environment, like it's, uh, well, it's about three steps really, that really helps you understand the difference between environment and willpower, right? Willpower is blah, right? 
for me, willpower does not exist. And I would have, like, I'll be chatting now on his live, right? For, for lots of reasons, right? For, for Probably for this as well. If you, basically, if you bring something into your home, ultimately, it's going to get it, right? If you bring something into your environment or your equivalent of a, a locked room or your locked house currently, right? You're going to eat it. Now, the, the difference, I think, is genuinely when I talk to clients about this, is understanding the traffic light system, right, and what that means. So red, we'll start with red. Red is the stuff that you know you either struggle to digest, takes you away from your goals, right? Um, and, and it's amazing that like, people will buy stuff in that, that they are absolutely intolerant to or can't digest or feel quite ill with, feel bloated. They will still buy it in. The thing is that mentally or sometimes physically some clients will make a list of the things that are red that aren't actually beneficial to where they want to get to in a goal and say actually if i'm going to be honest this is food that, uh, that i have to understand is is currently in my house right that i'm consciously saying is red or that i'm consciously choosing not to buy in right so that's your red your oranges somewhere in between right where you probably can reduce it down right because it's not as as on the red scale it's not quite where you'd want it to be, which is the green. So the green is where you want to build on stuff more. You want to switch around. It's like any time food, basically, because you eat it whenever you want, because actually in terms of building mills and stuff, it still actually moves towards what you want to get from a gold perspective. So you want to kind of rule out reds, have some orange and build up on the green. Now, lots of clients will say, and quite understandably, well, I have a whole house of people. Uh, the, the kids always have this one. The kids, teenagers have a drawer of and that is theirs and I must have it. Okay, right, if you have a, uh, a group of people in the house, can that still be done? Yes, remember, your willpower isn't infinite. If you leave it in the house, you will go to it, right? So the thing is, is that partially it's making small steps as well to incorporate everybody into deals. So partly having a conversation saying, do you know what guys, you get stuff in the house and I'm going to it because I am. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. One point I want to make is that a lot of us go, when we give in, right, when we give in and go, oh, my willpower is really weak, I had something to eat, that means therefore I'm weak. Well, no, you're trapping yourself, like I said, the experiment with the kid of the donut, saying, how long can I sit here knowing it's there and not doing anything about it? Like, <laughs> not forever, right? So having a conversation with people around you though and say, actually, what I want to do is, is perhaps buy maybe not the big version of this, the multi-pack where it's smaller. Can we compromise and we have this and so this? Can we reduce it down? Hi, Jay. Um, keep it out of sight. This is a big one, right? Especially if you've got people in the house. Because they'll be like, oh, the kids want it. Kids love it. Kids want a whole cupboard. I've had like whole drawers, whole areas, right? Like, okay. Like, if that is something that is non-negotiable, also understand it's a bit like uh, the kid with the donut. I'm going back to that because I just loved his face when he licked the side of the donut, right? He was very happy. Now, <laughs> donut licker. If you keep it in line of sight, is that going to diminish your willpower faster? Yes. It's like if you go to make a cup of tea and you open the tea and there's a pile of biscuits right there. Is it more or less likely that your willpower is going to seem diminished and you're going to grab the biscuits yes because you're putting it where you're going to be seeing it on a daily basis likewise if you have a cupboard or whole section of your kitchen that is dedicated to the things you know that crumble your willpower like a digestive in a coffee they don't last very long right then know that you are setting yourself up to feel the sense of low willpower because you're making it more visible so the out of sight, out of mind saying is not 
actually incorrect. The more you put it away from you and the more you make it out of sight so you ensure that it's not somewhere you're going to be seeing it regularly. Now, if other people in the house or your kids or whoever chooses, therefore, to go to that cupboard, okay, so be it. Because you've made a conscious decision to say, do you know what, I'm going to ensure that it goes to a place where I will not see it. Now, if you're a client of five, you know, five, one or two, you might really go for a higher cupboard, right? If you've got taller relatives or family in the house, because things as basic as that will mean that you will not see this stuff, right? So you will not see it and be more tempted when it is out of sight. That is actually true. Now, that's step, <laughs> step two, by the way. So step two is kind of moving on to the, the cleaning side of it, right? So step two, be cleaning this stuff, right? Now, again, I discussed this again with somebody this morning and I did mention it on Thursday's live, right? In an unsoft way. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't throw anything away that's in the red zone because that's like waste. And I was like, okay. Um, okay, well, two, two things, right? Firstly, is it waste because it's going in a bin or because you're going to eat it and then it becomes waste, right, eventually? Except if when it becomes waste for you, personally, in your body, you pay a little bit of health tax on it. And I've talked about health tax as well. Eventually, you've got to pay for it one way or another right? If not immediately later on. So is that waste? Really? Is it wasteful to do that? And secondly, if you truly believe it is waste, then food bank it. If it's not perishable, food bank it, right? Why local co-op? Most, well, in fact, all co-ops have them, right? <laughs> Just take it to your co-op and food bank it, right? Because then you can actually, again, go back on a blue system. I'm not wasting food. I'm actually going to give it forward if that's the case, right? Um, it's no less wasteful, okay? Orange, keep, again, those smaller quantities and then buy more green in, right the thing is is that uh part of this process so, so step one is the environment doing the environment taking into account the rest of the people step two is cleaning right step three is then taking note of your behaviors after you've done this process now might sound daft you have to consciously ask yourself the question though if if right if you've got to the stage where you have actually gone through the process and removed the red items from your house and you're feeling which does happen empowered because actually you take away and it's like oh my well, we're good i've not had anything for ages why because it's not there it's not in the room with you or your house right but if you are if say you are tested right say you are tested you have to make a conscious choice right to get on your shoes at the minute your wellies if you're anything like me your jacket your scarf your hat and leave leave the home to replenish red items into your house you are consciously choosing a different strategy right or tactic i should say correcting myself you're choosing a tactic to negate willpower entirely right now when talking about the cars oh, that sounds daft i wouldn't do that and yet how often have people gone out for takeout because i've had a craving for junk food for a takeaway actually it's no different to say actually we go and buy those things in and make a special visit to go and buy the, the red stuff in or even orange stuff that i've kind of like put into the orange zone i'm not entirely sure part of this understanding is taking note of your behaviours afterwards, right? Because that makes a huge difference. The thing is about limiting beliefs is that they are like most things in reality, not actually fact. So the thing is, if it's not readily available and it's not in the home, are you gonna be as much junk food as you really believe or think is your limiting? So let's go back over again. If I had more willpower, I could stop eating so much junk food Well, the junk food has to be available to start with right that's a fact okay uh and that extends to everything like junk food 
to go back to even the definition of a limiting belief, it's a state of mind. And what do you know, know about state of minds? They can be changed, right? It's conviction or belief that you think to be true. You think is true. Is it factually true? No, because again, if it's not available and not in your environment, it's not true. If you believe it to be true, it'll limit you in some way, yes, because it'll limit you in both your uh, belief that you have no willpower and then therefore can't move forward and will limit you in losing weight, right? Uh, about you or your environment or the world and how it works. Yeah, your house, how your household works, right? That's what it is. Do they have to have limiting beliefs? Do they have to have negative effects? No. Actually, not if you take control of your environment and understand that those people are not born with magical, 100% I bring genetically have willpower. I soar through the air with willpower with ease. No, um, no, not at all. What they've done is learn to limit their um, exposure, if you want, to the donuts sat in front of them in a locked space, right? They're, they're finding ways to strategically ensure their environment is conducive to what they want to get to in terms of a goal and therefore less likely to indulge those foods, right? End. <laughs> so that's limiting belief number one. Now I've gone for a hell of a lot. So a recap today would be hard. <laughs> Essentially though, cover the three steps. If you really genuinely think your limiting reason for not losing weight is because you have no willpower when it comes to eating junk food, start with the three steps, right? Firstly, traffic light. Secondly, clear your house. Thirdly, observe your behaviours. Now, again, when I talked about this client earlier on today, I did admit, and this is where it gets challenging as well for yourself, is that there is part of all human beings that still wants, still wants to eat junk food because we're not superhuman and a thousand percent willpower, right? And knowing and planning when that is, etc., is one thing and claiming to be fully unconscious of it is something else, right? So if you follow this process, that's about noting your own behaviours. So if you still choose to go and get the item, that is equally okay because you're choosing to deviate off plan because you really want the item and you know you're going to enjoy it, then cool beans, right? Absolutely. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying being aware of it and noting your behaviours makes a big difference between saying and choosing to have a conscious treat and saying I have no willpower because those are very different things, right? The limiting belief is not true. So it isn't true that you have, that nobody or somebody has more willpower than another person. They're just more strategic in their environment. All right, I think that's a recap as I can do it as, as fast as possible. Oh, I would say, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm obviously going to go to the definition again tomorrow if I remember the, this. I have to remember this one. All right. But however, the uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, an inside scoop on tomorrow's uh, limiting belief. I love this one too. Get ready for this one. I hardly eat anything. Don't eat anything. And I still can't lose weight. Limiting belief. I hardly eat anything. And I still can't lose weight. Join me tomorrow at five, not tomorrow, Wednesday, I don't know the week I'm anymore. Join me Wednesday at five and I'll go over that limiting belief and what's true about that and how to deal with that one strategically, right? In the meantime, enjoy any ice sledding. Don't go anywhere near Kate's. She's, <laughs> she's salted. She's removed all sledding abilities around Kate's house. However, if you're anywhere else, uh, get out there still. It's still quite nice out there, actually. Still plan to go out tonight and I will catch you on Wednesday.